0: TSN 1050 special Raptors coverage, Masai Ujiri ready to speak at the OVO Athletic Center at 11 o'clock. We'll go to that live, confirming the departure of Nick Nurse, and maybe the rest of the coaching staff will will figure that out. In the meantime, Warren Ward is here, my co-host on our TSN 1050 Raptors coverage. Warren, welcome. How are you today, sir?
1: I am good. It's been a little while, Pat, man. I missed you.
0: Yeah, same here, guy. <laughs> uh, so in this particular case, I mean, you'd like to assign blame, but I don't. I don't know that that we can do that. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, first and foremost, I, I mean, I want to say to Nick Nurse that you know I think his his ten years here, five as an assistant, five as a head coach, has gone well. Um, but in any business, especially this one, the only thing that actually lasts is the banners, and he brought one of those. Cultures do not last, and when you're not successful. Um, you know, this is the result. So, um, unfortunately, um, you know, change has to come. The team didn't do as well as, you know, as as expected and as hoped. And, unfortunately, this this is usually the result. It's, this is not just a Nick Nurse thing. This is any coach, um, you know, and, and, and there will be more to come, you know. So, um, it isn't just him at all. And um, it's sad to see him go, but, you know, a change is inevitable, especially in basketball.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And, and when he comes back, he'll be applauded. And he'll be—he's I mean, applauded today. I mean, he brought the championship. Uh, he had that—that—that um, that, that sort of approach that was very engaging. I mean, if you go back to even the championship year, everybody bought into that, and, and that was remarkable. Just because uh, it, it's not something you see on every team, where where it's sort of like um, uh, in progress uh, game plan, uh, and and the players would have a lot of say. That was a true partnership, wasn't it?
1: It was, it was, and he got complete buy-in from the, you know, from the players, and and his system worked. I mean, his his um, uh, his defensive schemes were, were, you know, whether he played box and one, you know, he 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 did so many different things, and it worked when he had Pascal as a younger player and Fred as a younger player. He had Kawhi, and you know, he was able to get the most out of Kawhi. You know, I mean, even if it was for a season or not. His year here was probably the best year of his career, if not you know i mean if not otherwise, so um he got the most out of the players that he had and he brought a championship here and that's really all that matters it's all you can do as a head coach, so he can live he can leave here you know what fulfilled and and knowing he did the most for this franchise and something that you know no one else has you know i mean is able has been able to do so um you know hats off to Nick nurse for that.
0: Yeah, and I think that, you know, as time goes on, we're not going to remember too much about the season that just passed. We'll remember the year before. We'll remember the championship year. We'll remember the year going in, into COVID. And I think the way that, and we did this on the broadcast many times because it wasn't applicable anymore, we would talk about how teams did not want to play the Raptors because of, the you know, what they would throw at them. And that comes from the players and the coaching staff, um, how they didn't want to play at Scotiabank Arena because the Raptors were dominant. And, and those two things really didn't apply at all this year, did they?
1: No, unfortunately no, that wasn't the case. And like you said, the buy in and um, you know, what the chaos, especially defensively. I mean, they were a good team defensively, but there were just so many gaping holes and like we talked about that throughout the year and I, I was trying my best to be optimistic but unfortunately those things just they just didn't work out within the Raptors' favor. Now, I do I do think if the Raptors had won maybe 10 or 12, you know what, more games, we'd be talking, you know, it'd be a completely different conversation. But unfortunately, it didn't go that way. So um, I think optically to say that Nick Nurse was, was fired, I don't really know if that's maybe the way it should be, you know, put out there because I, I feel like he's he's done a phenomenal job maybe to say, you know what, you know what, um, he parted ways or something along those lines. But regardless, his, his tenure here, was great he unfortunately this season things just did not go you know the best way um especially for the team he didn't get the most out of the players and when you know when that does happen it's usually signs that change needs to come and i I feel like this is the right time to do it the raptors are going to rebuild whether you know whoever else comes in here they have a challenge ahead of them um but hopefully they can draft different players and you know they can you know they can start to rebuild the team to go ahead and compete
0: you know, you could look at their record into the 41 and 41, 500 is not bad. 27 and 14 at home, not bad. Uh, but the, the last game they played, the, the, the frittering away of a 19 point lead at home court. Um, there were a number, I want to say there were up to at least five games exactly like that. Maybe it wasn't a 19 point spread, but, but they were games the Raptors had under total control that slipped away with the ghost quarters, we used to call it. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, five, five of those is way too much.
1: No, oh, no, for sure. Uh, I mean, we didn't, we've, we've talked about that. We've, we've, we've seen that, you know, that movie over and over again. And it's not just the quarters where they gave up leads. It's where they're playing from behind. We've seen them come back and win. And, and over the, you know, over the course of the season, that, that expel of energy over and over, you know, what night, every night is not, is not going to lead to the Raptors winning a championship or even playing in the playoffs. The, the players were burnt out. They didn't, they only had six or seven guys that they actually played. And, you know, they had injury issues this year. So all those things combined is leading to this. It's not – it isn't just one thing. And, and, you know, we got to see that, you know, time and time again. So it's, it's great, probably easy for people to say, you know what, this is, this is This is deserving. But there's so many other factors and things that kind of go into this. And, and you know, at this decision, unfortunately, the, the team – wasn't able to respond. They didn't have enough players on most nights. They, they played some games with five or six guys. They had a lot of GB guys that played. That's not something that you really want to see down the stretch. Um, I know the young guys, you know, need to develop, but unfortunately they didn't do that fast enough this year, and they weren't consistent, and that just goes from top to bottom. It has nothing to do with age or anything like that. It just top to bottom, no one was consistent, and unfortunately that consistency or inconsistency led to the Raptors giving up leads in the we could talk about the the two games before that in the regular season against Boston. Those yes. two games kind of showed me exactly where the Toronto Raptors are. The Boston started two different lineups and dismantled the Toronto Raptors who started their starters. So, yeah. you know, you got a third string point guard essentially in, you know, in the other, um, what's his name? Peyton Pritchard, excuse me, who demolished, <laughs> demolished the Raptors in two, in, in one game and Tatum only played in one and Brown only played in one. So, those two games right there just kind of showed me and, and kind of encompassed the Raptors season and that that can be boiled down to one word which is just inconsistency.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I remember doing those games and, and uh you just looked at how how deep Boston was and you thought, Yeah, that's not happening here. Uh and you no. know I think we were misled quite a bit by the year before. The Raptors, you know, were in the same situation but got away with a lot and, and to be to their credit they did. They overachieved and sometimes if you overachieve you pay the price the next year. Then that's just it.
1: I mean, you, you know, sometimes you're able to get lucky in this game and things go your way a couple, you know, a couple bounces here and there. And that's what happened the year before. So they're able to get, you know, they're able to get rid of it. And thinking that you can, um, do the same thing year in, year out when the the margin for, for greatness or the margin to get better is so small in this league. So you're, you're, you know, year in, year out. If you're going to bet on that, then the guys that you have have to be able to deliver. And unfortunately, those bounces or, you know what, the luck of the draw, it didn't go Toronto's way. And this is, you know, this is where this franchise is at right now. And we're clearly starting to see, you know, once you have a coaching change, everything's going to change now. And that's that. And, you know, you, you got to live with that. And, that's, and I, I think, you know what, that's where this franchise is at.
0: Okay, so let's play general manager, just uh, just for conversation purposes. I mean, they went without a center for most of the year. Pirtle comes in, does a nice job. Um, they had a uh, the lack of depth at the guard position. There's no question about that. Um, and we had a collection of guys that if they started were okay, but when we put them back on the bench, just couldn't find their way. So so let's deal with that part first. To Take us sure. through... How a guy could uh, you know excel as a starter, then goes to the bench and and just doesn't find his role. How how does that happen?
1: Well, it's it's a lot of different things, right? You're 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 one. It's your rhythm. So when when you're able to start and you know you're starting and you're gonna get a number of shots, it's it's maybe you know maybe you can. Well, I don't want to speak for them, but I'll say for me, I would be able to relax more, right, in my role. So I, I I know I know what's coming to me. I can start the game, which means. I'm probably going to be able to, you know, get my shots off early per se. If I'm coming off the bench, that means I have to play into the rhythm now. So I have to watch what's going on and now I have to react to that. And who knows if I'm coming off the bench, I may have a short leash. And we saw that with a few guys on the Raptors. We saw that Nick Nurse, if they made a mistake, if they missed the rotation, um, whatever the case was, they would get yanked. And unfortunately, no one can really play like that. So if I'm coming off the bench, I got to deal with that. I'm coming into the game late. Plus I know, you know what my leash or, or, my, my margin for error is smaller than let's just say like a Fred Van Fleet or somebody else. So if I miss two shots in a row, I may not see the floor for the rest of the quarter. So that added a bit of pressure may change things. And I understand these guys are the professionals. They've, you know, they've gone through that. I've gone through that. It, it's not, it's not an excuse, but it is a reason, unfortunately. So, um, sometimes that can affect the way a player goes ahead and performs. And we saw the inconsistencies, you know, look at Gary Trent, when Gary Trent was, was, was hot and he was starting, he was scoring in bunches. And then once he went back to the bench because OG came back or, um, you know, we, we saw the difference in players. We saw precious have really good games. And then he goes back to the bench he's coming off the bench and he's giving you like, you know, six points. It's not, it's just not enough. So, he couldn't find a, uh, a, a system that worked for everybody because everyone probably wanted to play more. Everyone wanted to start. And that, that, unfortunately, when you talk about roles and, you know, you look at a team like Boston, they have complete buy-in to that, right? They, you know, they, yeah. they, they know who's going to do what and when. Unfortunately, with the Raptors, we didn't have that this year. They, didn't, they, they weren't able to, to find the correct, amu- you know, the correct amount of guys to come off the bench and still produce. Because we saw games where they got outscored on the bench, like, you know, brutally outscored on the bench. And we saw games where the starters would carry things. And then we saw games where the bench would actually perform. So when they got bench production and they shot the ball well, they were in games because their defense was good. But they weren't able to do that at a consistent enough rate. And unfortunately, you know, that's why they are here now.
0: So uh, it's a, it's a tough question, but I have to ask it because I think people are thinking this. Uh, what do you think happens? We've got Pirtle that has to be re-signed. Freddie and, and Gary Trent Jr. have to recommit, and then and then maybe you trade somebody. What if you could make a prediction? What do you think happens?
1: Well, we got to get a new coach. That's number one, um, and then in terms of the players, um, you know, it, it depends what what direction the team wants to go in. I mean, they, they have some guys that are, that are you know, getting up there around like, 29, 30. They still have, you know, a few more good years in them for sure. But to play point guard and be a little bit older, your body, you know, you're going up against the best every single night. So it's it's, it's tough to go ahead and, and um, expect that level of play and that level of consistency from point guard in this league today. It's, it's, it's really hard. In terms of um, – you need to address the bench and the fact that you need someone off the bench who can, who can actually score and, and do so consistently consistently and go ahead and play make as well. Um, I think I think Pirtle does a really good job filling in gaps. I think the Raptors are a better team with him on the floor. Um, I think Pascal is still a very good option. I think Pascal continues to get better, and that's the hardest thing to do in basketball is continuously improve. Um, I think he's done a phenomenal job of that throughout his career. Uh, I think the, the, the biggest gaping hole is whether you re-sign Geary or, and, 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 you know, there, there was a lot of trade rumors for OG because of his value. So what, you know, what, what they're going to do there is going to tell me the direction of the team. I think everyone knows Scotty's here to stay. He's youthful. He's, you know, he's, he's continuing to get better. So that's going to be something where the Raptors will have to address and say, you know, what are we going to build around Scotty now? Now, now comes the time and decision, but I also think that's going to depend on who the coach is and what the coach wants to do in terms of, you know, their plans. Cause they could trade some of these guys. They have a lot of very good individual players, but at the same time, Patty, you got to pay everybody. And I know, you know, we're not making enough. We got, we got to go ahead. I'm not taking no more pieces. Right. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Paul Jones is not anting up here. <laughs> exactly. I don't
1: know if Paul if and Paul, if Paul and Javon are going to give any of their money to, to refine these guys. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see when the time comes. But that's what it's going to come down to, logistics, money, um, and, you know, those decisions. But I do think they have a lot of good assets to go ahead and trade if they were to trade anybody. The one thing I can tell you, though, change is going to come. I know that sounds like a song, and it is, but I, can, I can, if I could sing, I would sing it right now.
0: I've got a little piano bit that could fit under that, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Warren, thanks very much, buddy. Always, Dad. You take care. Uh, Yeah, you too. That's Warren Ward, my co-host on our TSN 1050 Raptors coverage. So at the top of the hour, Matt Cos will join us, and uh, we'll we'll buy some time until Masai Ujiri speaks. We'll be going to the OVO Athletic Center at 11 or whenever uh, Masai is ready and, and hear from him as he explains it and goes into what's next for the Raptors. This is TSN 1050 special Raptors coverage.